This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome one and all, Andy Bush here. Uh, Welcome to the Bonus Round podcast, uh, where we analyse the debates that have been raging in the Guestimators quiz universe over the past seven days. Uh, Today, as ever, I'm joined by Statman Matt and producer Will. Fellas, how's your Sunday evening been? That's what it is as we're recording this on video chat. You guys okay? I chopped down a wisteria tree today, so I am aching all over, like properly aching. I used a saw and an axe probably for the first time in quite a long time and my body does not know what's happened it's good isn't it though doing a bit of like i feel like if you do diy and stuff over the weekend you feel like you can reward yourself whether that's with a glass of wine pint of beer cake or something like that because you feel like you've you've gone out there and done something do you kind of get that vibe uh producer will yeah i do i i I stood up at the top of the ladder so we've had this wisteria in the garden which wisteria lovely but it just hadn't it was never going to work and it was getting in the way and I didn't like it. And I was stood up at the top of the ladder just looking at it for about 10 minutes, just like, oh God, how on earth am I going to do this? And I really, I genuinely for a couple of minutes was like, maybe I should just get a proper person to do it. A man or a woman who knows get what man they're in. doing rather than me. And then I just slowly built my confidence and I got rid of it. And it, my wife came back, she'd taken the kids out and she came back and was like, she was super impressed and we both admitted we said i didn't think i was going to be able to do that and she said no neither did i if i'm honest <laughs> that's great well i mean did you use a chainsaw or normal no, saw or just axe? a saw and a saw and an axe Old I, school. Start, I started with the axe and it was quickly i quickly realized that it, well, that wasn't going to work so i then had to just like saw bits off and secateurs and I, it took it took a good couple of hours but it, it's great were you worried that um, when you're getting set up for that, it looks like the opening 10 minutes of the TV show Casualty, where you're know, trying to work out who's going to have the accident and what's going to happen? Anyone going up a ladder or going up stuff to saw things, it always it always kind of pans out badly in those programs. Do you know what I mean? And no one was in, so I'd have been just stranded on the floor, like surrounded by twigs. Do It's weird you should say that because my other half, uh, Katie and the girls, were up, up in Northumberland for a couple of days, the tail end of this week. And I'd promised her that I'd finish, I'd like fix our bed. We've, we've had like really annoying squeaky bed. And I think it's the two, the bars underneath aren't connected properly with this kind of uh, bolt. So I bought a new set of screws from our local DIY store. And then on my own in the house, went under the bed, which is, there's not much room under there, but I went under our double bed. And then for just a second, it was only just for like, about a minute or so, I got my belt caught <laughs> on the clip underneath the bed. And I was just thinking, and I managed to free myself. But I thought, oh my God, because I wasn't anywhere near my phone. Imagine what a way to go, trapped on your own. Like, you get those panics sometimes when you're on your own in the house and something happens. Well, you get stuck in the airing cupboard or whatever. My, my watch does a thing where it recognises if I'm in peril. 
and it will call Helena. And it's done that twice. Both times I've, I've fallen over when I when I was running. Once a dog ran in front of me, and once I just tripped up. And as I was on the floor, wow. my, my phone was my so my watch was just ringing her, saying like, "Oh, I don't know how it does it. Whether it's like a a, uh, a jolt or my heart rate just going absolutely haywire." Did, did it go off when you uh, stuck your accidentally stuck your fingers together when you were repairing your trainers? Because that would probably give you a bit of a start, I imagine. It as didn't. Well. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah, that's a misgiving of the of the technology. Unfortunately, they need to Garmin need to work on design that. fault. We should test it out at the next in person record. Jump out. Like really scare really scare him. We'll just hide behind the the mixing desk and just jump out. We should do. I mean, I, I worry though. Like, if I imagine you've had a couple of like false alarms, if you because she might have like called you or you've spoken to her via your watch, and she's like, "Oh, it's fine. It's just the problem with the thing." But at some point, hopefully not. But that might happen where you you're you are in a spot of bother. And then she's not going to pick up the phone saying, oh, it's just Matt's stupid watch playing up again. Do you know what I mean? I know. And the, and the one thing related to that is it's not an Apple watch. So it's not actually me ringing her. It's like a predetermined message of, I don't even know what it says. Like, Matt is in trouble. So it could be, and it could be I've fallen <laughs> off a cliff or it could be I've glued my fingers together. I don't know. <laughs> who, who, who knows? You're not, um, you're not tagged, are you, by like some kind of like... A waiting court appearance or something like that. You no. might have got it on your ankle or your wrist. This thing. It's it's on my it's on my wrist. No, my tag got taken <laughs> off a, a couple of years ago actually. So yeah, I don't have to worry about that anymore. You've been clean ever since. So no fair play to you getting your life back on track. Well, listen, let, let, let's start by talking about. Uh, I think a feeling that um, all of us have had in, in, with the latest episode of Guestimators, and that is that we we have all grown to love Ethan Lawrence. Is it wasn't he a fantastic guest? And I think our, our audience and our uh, the the people playing the quiz. Of uh, of shown a real affection to Ethan as well, isn't he? Isn't he an amazing guy? He was a brilliant quizzer. Yeah, what what a lovely guy. And also, like all the all the replies we've got on social media, someone said he should be the next Bond. I saw that. Did you did you see that comment? There's a conversation about <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, but you as well. There was a, I, I went I went on Twitter the other day, and it was, well, it was like Wednesday or Thursday or something, and Ethan was just replying to one of our uh, podcast listeners about something to do with the title thing in Molden and how the salt's made and all that kind of stuff just chatting away to people so and he was very very knowledgeable about planets uh the, the bit that we shared on our um our um like twitter and instagram um about him talking about the psychology of biscuits was just phenomenal and, I, and i've said this once i'll say it again if ethan lawrence ever writes a book about the psychology of biscuits it will be a bestseller because i didn't realize there was so many so much depth uh, so many different, like you know, things that you can read into that someone's biscuit choice. It's absolutely fascinating. The man's a legend. He is. He is. And and, and once again, he he sent a, he sent a lovely couple of texts uh, after the record. So he's, as I said last week, Nick Helm set the bar by his. He sent a text saying his mum had really enjoyed the show, and now Ethan's texting. I think, you know, we're getting this fun community with our both our listeners and our former guest mates and i think ethan signed up to play now as well like james harkin wow that must be like uh, you know like during lockdown a loads of f1 drivers went on played online in formula one games it's a little bit like that you if you're if you're one of the amazing people that plays our quiz you're actually playing against previous people who've been in the hot seat which is which is an amazing thing and speaking of playing the quiz uh, did I hear a rumour that we might have had our first blockbuster score, Statman Matt? It was a big moment, yeah. We had our first 10 out of 10. And it's important to emphasise that, we, you know, we've been testing, we were testing guesstimators out for about a year. We piloted it a couple of times. This is the first person in in literally tens of thousands of quizzes that someone has got a 10. So it's, um, 
Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Ashling Green was the the person with the ten out of ten. But I've tried to contact Ashling, and she's she's uh, she's ghosting me. I want to find out the secret source. I want her to 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 send us a yes. voice note to tell us how she approached it. So Ashling, if you're listening to this, get get back to the guestimates team. We want to uh, feature you and uh, well, just congratulate you and send you your prize. Want to study her? <laughs> study her. And she yeah, she gets a prize as well, doesn't she? A, a very special golden badge. So um, yeah, Ashling, you need to. Uh, who was the person I saw who was rocking the uh, guesstimators uh, tote bag around town that they sent us a photo of as well? That was pretty amazing. That was Mark. Uh, Mark Ficini, Ficini. Sorry, Mark, if I'm, uh, if I'm pronouncing your name wrongly. Number six in the top ten Italians. <laughs> yeah, he does sound it. It sounds like a sauce. <laughs> so, yeah, it was his, I think it was his daughter's birthday. She was, she was actually rocking it as well. So, uh, yeah, what a great, um, what a great advocate of... T- of um, of guesstimators, yeah. Thank you for thank you for spreading the word. That's an amazing thing. So do get back in touch with us, uh, Ashling, and and share in your success. We want to send you something and and get in touch anyway with us. We want to celebrate your success and hear about your magical touch. So make sure you get involved with that. Right, other stuff that's going on uh, in the world of uh, guesstimators. Uh, Stat my map. What else has been going on? Had a quite a lot of biscuit chat. I think the biscuit question uh, last week was the one that got the nation talking the most. Just to recap, we asked the guestination that if Prince William was sat in your living room and you were making him a cup of tea and he shouted through, bring me a biscuit, what's the ideal biscuit you'd bring for him? And this was the this was mm-hmm. the top five. Chocolate digestive, chocolate hobnob, bourbon in third, custard cream fourth, rich tea fifth. So that's almost uh, an unofficial official ranking of uh, the UK public's <laughs> biscuits. Um, and yeah, we've just got- what is a bourbon doing at number three? I, I'm, I'm speaking not just to uh, Matt and Will here, but just the destination bourbon, bourbon cream number three. A lot of very safe choices, I'd say. Where, where's the choc? I mean, cause this is the future king here. Where's the choco leaves? Yes. You know, where's the posh? Where are the posh biscuits here? I feel like everyone's gone very safe, but maybe that maybe they consider Prince William to be a man of the people, um, and that he's got very safe biscuits. Trying to leave a lasting impression um, here. Imagine coming around the corner with four or five broken, because they're always broken, bourbon creams on a plate for the future King of England. Um, A few hundred years ago, you'd have been thrown in the Tower of London for that kind of behaviour. So, very surprising. Yeah. I've been I've been eating eating gold bars this week. Uh, you know McVitie's gold bars. They were on special offer at the co-op, so I've been munching my way through those. I had one in my pocket earlier for a little. Will are you too young to remember the advert where he goes working in a gold mine? The gold bar. I'm definitely I'm too young for it, but that sounds good. I like me up here, guys, because I'm 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 just a probably a year or two older than uh, Matt and Will, and I do remember that being the gold bar advert from back in the day. i tell you the other thing as well, if you have a modern gold bar, it's the size of, it's the size of a flipping SIM card. I, I can eat it in one go. That's Outrageous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's out, it is ridiculous. So yeah, gold bar, Viscount, Choco Leibniz, you know, these are posh, posher biscuits, individually wrapped. You know, there's, there's some better options out there than these these options I mean I don't get me wrong I love a hobnob love digestive but come on rich tea at number five there imagine coming around the corner with rich tea biscuits uh, future king of England absolutely outrageous rich, rich teas are, yeah rich teas are just just rubbish aren't they but we had some correspondence in so Sarah Timms sent us a whatsapp saying just listen to, listening to the podcast I'm shocked that shortbread didn't make it into the top four biscuits to give Prince William kind of on a theme really shortbreads Scottish heritage 
they're very oh, like they feel them. very premium don't they they do i absolutely love them you never get a bad one as well you know there's, there's normally kind of ups and downs with certain biscuits qualities if you get own brand or whatever but whatever shortbread you get from wherever it's always top end isn't it I didn't even think about shortbread. That's a great spot from uh, from Sarah. From Sarah, yeah, good, good spot indeed. And uh, we also got a, a, a tweet or an X from Ash Goodyear who said, "I heard somewhere that the correct way to eat a chocolate digestive was chocolate side down, so it hits your tongue first, and it's changed my life." Have you have you guys aware of this? I've tried it before. I've heard this rumor, and I've tried it. Uh, it's not the same to me. I don't like it as much. I think uh, I think Ash, no offence to Ashby, sounds like a bit of a wrongan to me. Do you know what I mean? Subversive. A subversive character. Uh, and if he's doing this to biscuits, you've got to wonder what he's doing with the rest of his food. And that's a big question mark that we want to leave our listeners with uh, you know, in this podcast. Sorry, Ash. I wonder, if it tastes, I wonder if it tastes the same if you ate it whilst doing a handstand. I'm sure Ash has probably tried it. Imagine, right, imagine right, with that, we're going on about subversive ways of eating and trying things. <clears throat> Forgive me because it's a bit gross, but, you know, like, I wonder if it's like suppository biscuits. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, like, if you want to try and get if you want to try and get someone into your bloodstream straight away, up your bum is the best way to do it because it goes straight into the blood, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? That's why people have suppos- suppositories for different things. Uh, and I know that sometimes athletes have, like... <laughs> Bear with me on this. Sometimes athletes have like um, cereal bars when they're doing their running and jumping and stuff like that because they need to get sugar back into their system. But if you if you think about the science, the best way is to probably have something that you Stick can put straight up your, your backside. Do you know what I mean? Maybe that's a future future guesstimator's question. What, what's the best chocolate to stick up your bum? <laughs> yeah. If you wanted an instant sugar hit, you're performing at the highest level for whatever reason, whatever that might be. If you need to get the sugar into your system straight away, what would be the easiest? Because you'd have to estimate, because you're not allowed to try it before you answer the question. <laughs> so, like, you can't go um, pink wafer and then go, oh, God, actually, no. So, what, that'd be awful. Chocolate um, finger. Chocolate finger would be, the, I think, that entry-level one, wouldn't it? Excuse the pun. Is, it, is this what happens when you when you spend the weekend on your own bush? Is this where, is this where your brain goes to? <laughs> Just some of the stuff I've been thinking about. But now, I guarantee you, listening to this podcast now, and it's too late because it's already out there, you're going to be looking in, in the supermarket aisle at the biscuit, biscuit section. Overall, you'll be thinking, oh, I fancy a bit of that. But just in the back of your head, you'll be thinking, could I get that up my ass if I needed to get sugar into my system? And that may ruin confectionery for you. And I apologise about that. Um, shopkeepers of Leon C, please keep an eye on Bush when he's in the shops. Um, just let us know what All what I want to do buying. is just, I just want to see a section of it in a Tesco magazine or co-op weekly thing. Just a, here's a couple of treats you might want to try in the style of a suppository. <laughs> Uh, should we move off this yeah, and get to Indian restaurants? Let's, let's, let's. Yeah, I saw on Twitter your your timeline, Bush, was filled with people talking about their oh. local celebrities. You're, you're, uh, you, you made a call, didn't you? Uh, a call out to everyone. So yeah, th- this came up in, in last week's uh, bonus round episode. We were talking about mugs, our plan to do My Life in Mugs down the line at some point, a little podcast. Uh, Will was showing off his Balti King mug that he got from uh, a now defunct local Indian restaurant when he lived in Sheffield. Uh, and we got talking about this thing that Indian restaurants do where they have photos of famous people um, on the wall when you go in. So you can see, who, you know, which because they're dead proud of these of famous people coming in, which is a lovely thing. And I asked on Twitter if the Indian restaurant near you or you've got a local Indian restaurant that you go to has got a famous person's photo on the wall. Tell us about it. And we've been inundated with uh, messages for people who've got local Indian restaurants with Frank Bruno, who's the celebrity that's popped in for a meal. DJ Quantum. Uh, there's uh, Sharif's in Goring by Sea. is a picture of Frank Bruno, probably from the 1980s in his early days. 
Uh, Adam Sloman says, double here for you guys. The Chinese takeaway in Fairford. Signed photo of Frank Bruno to all at Peking House. Love Frank. He's a lovely fella. And he also adds, I once went to an Indian in Bedford that had a separate table marked out with a velvet rope because Dennis Waterman and Rula Lenska had eaten that. <laughs> That's a reference to the kids. It's like retiring a shirt if you're a football player oh, so or a football good. team. So good. Uh, returning to Frank Bruno, Sminky Pinky on, on X said that uh, her Polish restaurant uh, near her in Shoebury has a photo of Frank Bruno. Um, and then hi to Nick Bruzon. He says, not his actual local, but the Red Rose uh, Indian restaurant has the darkness uh, uh, as their main photo, but they've actually put this on the menu. So it says Red Rose Tandoori, fully licensed restaurant, uh, halal food, and then it's the darkness posing with the of the fellow who obviously owns the Red Rose Indian restaurant, and he's got a keytar that they've given him, or that might be his own that he's got signed by the darkness. <laughs> I don't know, but that's a good one. Thank you so much for everyone who shared their local Indian restaurants that have famous people in them as a photo, and keep them coming in as well because we want to compile an even bigger list. Uh, let's let's move on from that and talk about stickers because we have a bit of uh, merch coming online, which is very exciting. Uh, Producer Will, tell us about that. Yeah, so last week we did a call out. If anyone wants any stickers, uh, we've made some limited edition guesstimators, stickers, a whole load of different types, which are beautiful things, and a a whole load have been requested already. So yeah, this is the last call. If you want stickers, this is it. Matt, when is the actual deadline? Is it today, tomorrow, when? I'd say message us in the next 48 hours otherwise they're going to run out so yeah email us hello at guestimators.com or just just send us a dm or a or a whatsapp nice one and and in other news as well i believe going back to last week's uh, bonus round episode uh, will your attempt to make the guestimators relish by combining all of the top condiments uh, was put on hold due to a tummy bug you and your family had over the week uh, has there been any movement on you? Well, excuse the pun. That's a poor choice of words. Uh, has there been any update on you uh, being able to make Guestimator's Relish? Guestimator's Relish is an absolute hit. I would, uh, if it didn't involve six ingredients and, you know, taking five minutes to do, then I would have it more often. It's it's a beautiful thing. So let me recap. So it is mayo, ketchup, hot sauce, salt, pepper, and mustard. I went for English Coleman's English mustard. Um, nice. Go on the TikTok, or maybe it's on Instagram as well. I think it's just on TikTok at the moment. If you want to see the sort of exact quantities um, I put in and my response to it, it's genuinely delicious. I would recommend you all try it. So um, yeah, and it's all stuff you have in your house. Everyone has those sorts of things in their house. So it's a very quick and easy, it's sort of like, tasted a bit like burger sauce, really. Um, it was a lovely thing. So, oh yeah, go on at Guestimators on TikTok and you'll see it. Cheers for for trying and creating uh, Guestimators Relish. If you try it at home, tell us about it. We will, we'd love to hear that as well. See what you think of it. Give us a little rating. Uh, let's, let's move to the, the quiz then that's coming up. It's about to drop uh, in your inboxes. Matt, what are we quizzing about this week? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Priceline. Life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This week's quiz is called Rocks, Rats and Retro Role Models. And the first round, I, f- I feel like the first round could be slightly chaotic, particularly when we uh, do it on the, on the, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But we told the guest nation that they were climbing El Capitan, which is a rock face made famous in a Netflix documentary, Free Solo. But, but for, they had to climb this rock fastest time possible. But for the duration of the climb, they could have as many fingers and thumbs on each hand as they wanted. And they could pick how many fingers and thumbs, aka digits, for the duration of the climb. So if I was going to give some tips on how to answer this one, put your fingers on something and grasp onto it and think, is it better, well, one, to have more fingers or less fingers? That's that's an interesting uh, thing to think about. And then also think if you were going to go more, how many is too many digits to have on your hand? That's absolutely clear. I don't know about you, uh, Producer Will, that's absolutely clear as far as I'm concerned. There's no way there's going to be an issue with that question. (laughs) Sometimes I worry about that. I do worry about (laughs) it. Particularly that, is your watch going off? The help button buzzer going off that right now as we speak? Okay, so that's um, so that's rock. That is rocks, yeah. Um, round two, we told the guest nation mm-hmm. to rank the uh, animals of the Chinese zodiac by how tasty they would be in a curry. Wow. If people don't know the animals immediately, half of them aren't real in the Chinese zodiac. So uh, have a think about the untypical animals in the Chinese Zodiac and how, given maybe given your own ranking, for instance, I mean, one of the questions is, what did the guest nation think would taste better, dragon or tiger? I think dragon would be quite tough. If it, it feels like it would be, although people like crocodile, don't they? I feel like maybe it'd be similar to crocodile and there's, you can have a, you can have crocodile steaks or something, can't you? I feel, I've never had one, but yeah. that's a thing. I've had crocodile. So maybe crocodile would be oh, good. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh uh, yeah, in, in Louisiana. Um, uh, and it just tastes like chicken. Everything kind of tastes like chicken, doesn't it? And especially if you're cooking it in a curry, I feel like it, it, you know you, you cook a curry for quite a long time, don't you? So things would soften. So Tenderize, yeah, I mean, so. who knows? Dragon. I'm not having tiger. I'm not going to eat it. I'm sorry. That's, draw the line. I draw the line. At They've got enough on their plate, haven't they? Tigers, in terms of you know, ex- you know, again, this is a hypothetical situation, but the Tiger King fella and. Uh, Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Siegfried and Roy and all that kind of stuff. Although I felt like... Tony the Tiger. That one out. Tony the Tiger. You don't see him much these days. Yeah, whatever happened to Tony the Tiger? All he ate was Frosties. I mean, it's going to be a disaster, isn't it? It's yeah. terrible for your health. Just milk and sugary soup. Barry, he's got, I bumped into him. He's got absolutely no teeth and really short concentration span. So uh, he did that thing where he bounced his leg the entire time when he was chatting to me, which I always think is a bit sus. And then the final section, uh, Statman Matt, what was that? It was retro role models. Retro role models, yeah. We told the guest nation, uh, well, we asked them which Spice Girl would be the best addition to a pub quiz team. When you're answering this, have a think about which Spice Girl may be in the public eye at the moment. Have you ever seen interviews with a Spice Girl saying intelligent stuff? Um, <clears throat> but also, who'd be the most fun? Pub quizzes aren't just about um, getting the questions right. Who'd be the who'd be the funnest Spice Girl to s- spend an evening with? Uh, you know, down the red line. Is that the one where the darkness of uh, <laughs> are on the menu? Yeah. The darkness versus the Spice Girls in a pub quiz. I reckon they'd be quite fun to do a pub quiz with because I think they'd all be quite 
competitive. Fun fact for you, my first ever gig was the Spice Girls. Wow, that's a good first gig. 1997, I was 12 years old, I think Wembley Arena, either Wembley Arena or London Arena, I can't remember, Just before, it was before Jerry left the band, that I can tell you that much. That's about all I can tell oh, wow. you. Wow, 1997, so you, you were going to your first gig when I was at university in America in my year abroad, so that makes me feel, just referring to earlier on about the uh, working down a gold mine, gold bar advert, that kind of Shows the time scale we're talking about here. Okay, so so fantastic um, rounds and things to be uh, getting your teeth into this week in the next quiz for guesstimators. We are joined, by the way, uh, by a fantastic celebrity quizzer, uh, the brilliant Tamsin Kelly, a Cornish stand-up comedian. So me being Devonian, that's going to be an interesting uh, meeting of mine. So we can't wait to uh, see how she gets on in the quiz as well. It's now over to you guys, our dear listeners, our dear quizzers. Make sure you are registered right now at guesstimators.com. Like I said before, it's brilliant to see more and more of you every week keep smashing the record each week with the amount of people that are signing up to play which is a which is a beautiful thing because god knows we all need a bit of a distraction the way the world's going at the moment uh so sign up guesstimators.com you'll be sent a link to play every monday morning and that is it from us until next time we will see you then <laughs> <laughs>